and welcome back all you fine fine folks to my little old podcast here dapper dividends number 36 numero 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 36 so i've had 1174 plays to date and that in espanol is uh oh my god mil ciento setenta y cuatro i think i said it right uh, 34 estimated audience size. Thank you all. Walter Payton was number 34. I love the number 34. And I have made to date, check check it out now, $11.85. Awesome for this stupid little hobby I'm doing where you can just hang out with me and I can talk dividends and just whatever else is on my mind. But yeah, I'm going to, maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll finally be able to make this a short show because I am super tired. I worked 17 hours yesterday and that was kind of crazy i didn't get home until well I, I came home they called me out and w- so we had bad storms here in the chicagoland area and in my industry there was a lot of power outages and businesses had their garage doors open that were electrically run so there's no power they can't get the doors down so we're running around like crazy and then the u.s post office one of their branches in roseland so 113th and south State Street in Chicago, not the best of neighborhoods. I had to take that around midnight. <clears throat> I didn't get out of there until three in the morning. I got home about four, got to bed about 4.30, and then my phone started blowing up about 6.30. So uh, I'm running on about three hours of sleep here. So yeah, uh, it's kind of crazy. People, at, you know, they're like, dude, why are you taking so many overtime calls? They, you know, that's what I'm known for at my work. They kind of call me an hour whore. Cause I'm all, I take as much overtime as I can. So we get paid time and three quarter for overtime. And I just say, I like it. I, you know, I like the money. They think I need the money, but <clears throat> it is my plan. Like I have a very specific goal. And the first goal is to pay off my mortgage. But every, every dollar I earn gets me to my goal just that much faster, that much quicker. And I don't think they understand that. So that's why my, I, I basically wasted my 20s and 90% of my 30s before I really started figuring things out. So I really didn't save all that much and I had a lot of fun, which I don't regret. I wish I would have saved them. I wish I would, you know, if I could go back, I wish I would have saved more, but still did some of the fun stuff, but the more meaningful fun stuff. And I, I kind of knew at the time when something was, I was really looking forward to something and I thought, you know, this is really cool, like a trip or a big name concert that I know I'm going to remember forever. I love going to concerts. This has been killing me, uh, not going to shows, but you spend your money on something you would love in life. I think that is the, the goal. So yeah, other people may not like concerts and they say, so you and your wife just dropped whatever, say $60 on a pair, you know, each 120 bucks on tickets. And then you bought alcohol there. Well, here we go. A little bit of my way I save money. So I have this thing called a vapor pouch and it holds 10 ounces of fluid and I'll usually put it in my sock. So the thing is, if they don't do pat downs, you're good because it is all plastic. So obviously there's nothing to set off a metal detector. So I get away with it. I get 10 ounces of booze in there and it's just wonderful. It saved me so much money over the years that I just fill it up with whiskey. And sometimes I bring one for my wife. We'll each have one. We maybe buy one beer because the beers are so overpriced. So I'll have a few beers in the parking lot, pregame it. And then uh, 
you know, people will say, well, you don't have to drink. Yeah, I know, but I enjoy it. And it's something I enjoy in life. You know, I love concerts. I love having a drink or six. And I love people watching with my wife. And we just have fun. It's just a good time. And to me, that's money well spent because there are so many good times I have with her that we have spent at concerts. So enough of that jibber jabber. Enough of your jibber jabber, Mr. T. Uh, anyway, so that's all I'm saying. Every dollar gets me to my goal one faster and people at my work don't realize that, especially with the dividend stocks, I'm building brick by brick. Today I bought just a little bit. So finally the market, just crazy. You know, I, I posted on Twitter. I said, the future will always surprise us, always. I, I couldn't have predicted this. I looked at the weekly chart for the uh, SPY. Just, I, I never would have guessed that, which goes to show why you need to always be putting money in. And I haven't exactly been dollar cost averaging in because when you dollar cost average in, you put in the exact same amount every whatever it is, week, month, you know, every other month. And the the, the rule of thumb is that when you do that, you're going to be buying more at a higher, <laughs> you're going to be buying, I'm I told you I'm tired. You're going to be buying less at a higher price and more at a lower price. So it works out. It balances itself out and it ensures that you're spending time in the market and you're not trying to time the market, which I have been doing a little bit, I guess, as it just keeps going up and up, I've been dollar cost averaging in lightly. So I'm still doing it, um, but you know, it's okay. Uh, I, I was thinking, I listened to the Dividend Talk podcast. I'm, I'm really enjoying these guys. So these two guys on Twitter, uh, Engineer My Freedom at EMF and the European DGI. I believe that's also his handle. I should really write these down. So they have a, a podcast called Dividend Talk, and it's basically a European flavor. And I, I really love hearing their perspective and just they've grown up in a different part of the world, in a different culture. And I think it's so great to expand your horizons and to hear people not only from different towns or walks of life, but people from other parts of the world. Uh, I miss that when I was in the Navy, I get wanderlust. I have total wanderlust. I love seeing new places. And I was, as I was telling EMF, my family, we have uh, tentatively scheduled God willing that this virus gets under control because this is really becoming a drag. You know, my heart goes out to everyone that has been affected, but in the United States, less than 2% of the population, or even if you round it up, 2% of the population has been affected directly. Now, I'm not talking about from the closures of the economy and whatnot. But um, anyway, so yeah, I wanted to tell you one other thing about which, so listening to their podcast, it got me to think about how they, they talked about mistakes. And I just want to dovetail off that and agree with them and say that the best thing to do is to learn how to buy stocks and not what stocks to buy. Anytime you see somebody, especially on Twitter or stock twits, which I have a funny story about that. Anytime you see somebody saying, this is what you got to buy. Everybody get in on this, buy this. I see that and I was like, huh, there's some interest in that. And then I run it through my own little checklist and my own little battery that I've created uh, that fits me. And that's what everybody should do. I will, I've done that in the past. I was guilty. People said, this thing's going to blow up. It's, you know, to the moon, they like saying. And I was just like, holy crap, I got to get in. And I buy it and just no plan, no, no entry, no exit. Look, I don't look at any numbers. It's just some person on the internet said, you have to buy this. And I buy it. 
and then I'm stuck holding the bag and I go from being a trader to an investor in a matter of days. And a couple of those I'm still holding. One of them is ticker symbol IGC. And they had some news come out today. I have an average of $2.03 and they popped up to like $1.10 in aftermarket or after hours. And uh, sorry, I'm losing my voice here. Getting excited. So they, they popped up and I'm hoping I can get out. I swear to God, I can't wait. That's one of the ones I bought because people said you got to get in. Didn't work. And that's all. So you need, really need to do your own due diligence. Figure out a way what works for you, what's going to work for you over the long term. Because when you buy them, these are your stocks. And all these people on the internet, God love you. But at the end of the day, they could disappear. And you're still left holding those uh, those companies that you've bought into. So do your own due diligence. Do, do your own due diligence. I apologize if I'm talking quick, but, um, oh, also the big news today, uh, Joe Biden picked his running mate, Kamala Harris. Now I am not political, but I like politics, if that makes sense. And I looked at Twitter, I looked at some of the reactions and it's just, it blows my mind that there's people on both sides that are freaking out that if Biden wins, the country's coming to an end. And then on vice versa, there's people thinking, well, if Trump gets reelected, the country's coming to an end. Neither is going to happen, which whatever one gets elected, the country's not going to be on. The country's going to be fine. We're still going to be here. Uh, things may, you know, in the short term, be, uh, be choppy or lumpy, as they like to say in the market. But the best thing to do, as I've said before, is look around you, look at the current environment and look at what's on the horizon and say, how do I make money? Either you're going to stay in. So for me, I'm either going to stay in the United States. And if I stay, I need to look at how I make money or I leave. And I'm not planning on leaving anytime soon. So always ask yourself, I'm not going to freak out over something I cannot control. 100% I have no control over who is elected. That's for other people to worry about. The only thing I can control is how am I going to make money? Where am I going to put my money? How am I going to make my money grow? So think about that and don't get all wrapped up too much. It's good to have an opinion. Vote on your opinions, but that's all you can control. Perfect. You can control your vote. You can't control your neighbor's vote, your spouse's. So, um, and and to to tie in with that, doing your own due diligence, one of the things I'm a big advocate of is using the free cash flow payout ratio or free cash flow. Let me get a sip of water here and uh, listen to my beautiful background music that just keeps looping uh, for eternity. Sorry, I couldn't think of the word that was infinitely. Looping infinitely. Let's sound a little bit smarter here. Let's sound a little bit smarter here. (laughs) So free cash flow. I love it because the free cash flow is the operating cash flow less the normal capital expenditures or CapEx. So it's just, you can't argue with the cash flow. Um, the the earnings per share, the gap numbers, there can be uh, accounting gimmickry and, and tricks there, but you can't fudge the free cash flow numbers because uh, that's an SEC violation and you risk people going to jail. So those numbers, are usually pretty solid and it's why there's usually a big discrepancy between when you look at earnings per share or adjusted earnings per share and or gap and non-gap um, i love the free cash flow and one of the sites i love using is market beat um, 
if you look on their dividend tab for any any company, so uh, you know I'll touch that in a, in a second. But anyway, the way you figure out the cash flow, um, the free cash flow payout ratio, is you take the annual dividend, the annual dividend per share, and you divide that by the free cash flow per share. That gives you your free cash flow payout ratio, and I like to see 70% or less. That to me is solid. That gives me, you know, you got some flexibility there for some bumps in the road that they're they're not only going to cut the dividend, but they can give it a small little boost and, you know, grow it a little bit uh, until the uh, headwinds uh, die out and start to turn into tailwinds. So anyway, that's, that's what I like. Um, you know, that's that free cash flow payout ratio is basically the real cash that's generated from running the business. Uh, I did write that down because my brain is, it's go, it's fading. It's like a window's closing. It's like, hey, hurry up. <laughs> You're closing. You're going to, we're going to shut you down. Uh, yeah, they're coming to turn it, turn it off and take the keys for the night. So that's something I like, free cash flow payout ratio. If you not didn't follow that, Google it. I always say go to YouTube. There's going to be people with charts and graphs and animations and musics and, and things that can explain it better than me. But um, yeah, so basically, it, you know, when I do my research, you might see something like uh, like the traditional earnings per share might be 33% of, of uh, um, the dividend payout ratio. But then if you do free cash flow, it could be 26%. Or you see somewhere it's, you know, 49% of uh, the traditional earnings and then you look at free cash flow and it's 59 so it's like ooh so there's that that tells you right off the bat there's some accounting gimmicks and when i see the free cash flow is uh, more than the traditional then i have to dig deeper and that's when i'll start to look into the uh, sec filings and check out what uh, what i can find and dig up um, i'm getting better with it. it it really is a lifelong process of learning this and it is daunting at first but you know, it's, it's only makes you a better investor. And this is something I plan on doing until my, my, my last breath or my, you know, I'm not physically able to do that anymore. Uh, speaking of stock twits earlier, I, I said stock twits. Uh, I, I don't really engage on it. I like to use it as a barometer to see what people are saying. And Neo today had their earnings report and yesterday it jumped. And this morning before market opened, it was pushing, I think, 1550, 1560 uh, a share. And oh, it's hilarious. Just all these people. So you, it, it's like uh, Twitter, but for stocks. And just everybody's bullish, bullish, like $25. This will be $20 at the end of the day. Like, hold on, we're, we're going up. It's crazy. And everybody is just, you know, it's just a big party. And then uh, uh, it started dropping. It shot up. And then drop, drop down to 14s, 13s. It even touched the high 12s. And I went back on and just people are, it's pandemonium. The world is ending like, oh, this is just a shit show. Ah, damn you, Neo. This is terrible. What the, you know, and like people are freaking out. And I was just like, wow, these same people this morning were on cloud nine. (laughs) And now this is why it just reinforces why I love dividend growth investing, because I don't worry about that crap anymore. I don't have to. I still have some stocks I want to get out of, uh, and I do have a covered call that's still on my hundred Neo shares. But you know, I'm not going to get into that tonight. So, um, the hell! I thought I had a spider on me. Jesus, that was that was the weirdest feeling ever. Uh, maybe I'm hallucinating. I don't know. <laughs> 
isn't that what they say when you hallucinate you feel like bugs crawling on your skin so anyway i was watching neo and it's just funny uh to watch the people you know freak out be on cloud nine and then be uh be running for cover and, and angry calling it a shit show so in the taxable i had no dividends received so this is the early week portfolio update basically and all i bought because when i'm in doubt so the mark has been so high what i love to do is i love averaging down so when when something is below my average i really have no problem buying so i the only one uh that i it's i'm still way above on this but i bought one share of johnson and johnson ticker symbol jnj at 147 dollars and 43 cents uh, which added four dollars and four cents of additional dividend income per year and it's it's one of the better values it's still way above my average but i have these stocks when in doubt so when in doubt i buy johnson and johnson when in doubt because every week i buy something and if if it's not right then i'll just just old faithful you got to have these and it ties in with what warren buffett says about people not knowing how to properly value companies because they have 40 stocks and if you have 40 stocks and your top three or five, you know, are the, the most solid rock solid companies you have that you will live and die with them. The market could close for 10 years and you have 100% faith and confidence. You wouldn't even have to look at the stock price and you know you'll be okay. So why would you put money into company number 36 or 29 and not more money into number one through five? So I kind of take that to heart. And if I know I need to buy something because it's, I buy every week, just I have those. So just Johnson and Johnson, I don't have to think about it. Even if it's a little overpriced, I'm so confident in it that it's not going anywhere. And speaking of those numbers, when I go to market beat, it is the payout ratio based on the, the um, cash flow is only 35%. So here we go. The trailing 12 month payout ratio for Johnson and Johnson, according to marketbeat.com is 46.54%. And if you look at the free cash flow, it's 35%. So that's an 11% discrepancy right there. So that's, you can see there's some accounting things going on, um, you know, inflating the share price there. So beautiful. Uh, they've been raising the dividend for 24 consecutive years, a dollar and one cent a share, just super solid. Not going to get into too much of a, uh, um, analysis here, but I would strongly recommend checking out MarketBeat. I love marketbeat.com. And I also use that as an ancillary supplement to my research, uh, along with everything provided from uh, Charles Schwab. Um, yeah, so my income now is $1,412.35 uh, for the next 12 months, according to Schwab, that sometimes there are a few bucks off, but it's close enough. I mean, we don't need it to the penny for this exercise. I'm not using it to pay bills quite yet. Um, I'm still watching Honda Motor Corporation. I bought those to swing it and do my dividends now. I want the dividends. So I'm trying to swing it. I bought it two shares at 25.82 and my target is 26.64. So that is the 82 cents per share. If I can hit 26.64 cash out, and I've basically been paid the dividends for the year. Now, yeah, I know they're, you're paying long-term or short-term capital gains, but um, you know, I guess we all have our crosses to die on, but I don't do it too much, but I do want to diversify into foreign stocks more. And I'm really looking at, I, I want Unilever. I'm waiting for it to drop a little more. 
and British Tobacco. I think I'm going to jump in on those. So then I'll swing over to the IRA, my self-directed IRA. Is uh, took thirty thousand dollars out of American funds because they were suffocating me with their, you know, twelve options for mutual funds, and I rolled that thirty thousand bucks. Cost me one hundred twenty-five dollars, you know, processing fee on their end, and I put that in Schwab, and I can, I'm free. I'm free to trade it like a regular account. I love it. So I bought two shares of. I had no dividends in that. Also, I bought two shares of ticker symbol ABBV, ABV. I love it be- below. Um, I love it below a hundred bucks and let me pull it up here on the computer. So on the computer. So uh, AbV has a payout ratio of cash flow payout ratio of 45.79% and it's closer. Their uh, trailing 12 months of earnings is 52.80%. Uh, they pay a dollar 18 uh, a quarter. So that's good for $4 and 72 cents a year. So I did add $9 and 44 cents um, a year in annual dividend income for my taxable. Now we're already up to $1,089 and 18 cents expected over the next 12 months, which I love it. <laughs> who is that? Oh, who is it? There's a football player that talks like that. I love it. You guys don't know, especially those those of you across the pond. Yeah, so um, let's see how we're doing on time here. 21 minutes in. All righty, righty, righty. 21 minutes to go. Now we got nine minutes to go. So anyway, listen to me talk. Listen to this. Uh, Abvi does pay out uh, 45%. Super solid. I love it. They have a 5.9% dividend yield right now. You cannot beat that. Uh, the PE ratio is 19.72. Now I didn't look up the five year. I usually, uh, it's another trick I like to do. I like to take the five year dividend. Uh, I'm sorry, the five year PE and divide it into the current PE. And that's how I tell if something's fair value or what percentage it is undervalued just based on the, uh, based on the PE. Um, yeah, real quick. Uh, I'm going to pivot on my YouTube channel. Uh, I'm going to break up the stashing worthy acorns. I'm going to make that a really small part. And then I'm going to try and do a couple stock analysis. What I like, maybe tie that into my portfolio, uh, something like that. Um, I think it's going to be a little better for the search engines. And you know, it's a hobby that one day I told my kids, I'm going to make $1 as a paid YouTuber. That's my ultimate goal, but I don't want to do it just for money. I want to put information that interests me that could help people. Uh, it's been a labor of love, but honestly, this past weekend really killed it. I basically spent the entire day researching, uh, researching, writing the script I was using, uh, over editing, filming, and it just, it dragged on all day. And my kids went to, uh, my wife's brother's house to swim in his pool. And I stayed here to edit. And it's just, I lost the day with my family and it's like, you know, I'm happy to do it, but there's gotta be a better way because I can't, I can't spend a whole Sunday editing this thing. I mean, I'll give it, you know, I'll give it three, four hours, but I mean, when you're doing like a nine, 10, 11 hours, that's, you know, that's no bueno. And I I know I'm smart enough to know, so I'm not quitting, but I'm smart enough to know and see that some people that are doing something similar with similar content that started about the same time as me. I think I have like 71 subscribers and there's a guy that started two months after me. He's, he's at like 515 subscribers, you know, and his videos are shorter 
not edited nearly as much as mine. So it just goes to show you like, you know, okay, I'm going to regroup. I'm going to figure this out. We're going to make it work. I'm not quitting. If it takes me five years, that's what it's going to take. So I'm going to do it a little differently, maybe make it more um, SEO friendly and tailored to people that may not want to see what these three apps are doing as people only in America can use them really as far as I'm aware. So uh, this doesn't have any international appeal. So I guess as I'm working it out now with you, if I if I'm giving a little bit of advice, uh, reviewing these apps and then doing a quick stock analysis and giving an opinion, you know, that's, it's too much. It's too much all over the place. And, you know, people aren't going to stay for it. So anyway, I'm, I'm babbling on here. Uh, so I'm pivoting, uh, follow me on Twitter at rusty Ram 78. Say hi to me, follow me, subscribe, follow. What do you do at Twitter's you, you <laughs> Twitter's what do you do on those Twitter's? You, f- you follow them subscribers on those Twitters. Uh, follow me on the Twitters and uh, subscribe to me on the Twitters and subscribe to me on YouTube. <laughs> and my wife and I have a website called DapperDividends.com. She just put up a backpack review. Check that out. Go to DapperDividends.com. And uh, that's what I wanted to say about that. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm really not. All I'm going to do is just shut up for a second and then I'm gonna change the music, but it's kind of cool. So when I edit this, it sounds like, you know, it's a transition. It sounds like I took a break. So I will be right back and I'll tell you about my song of the show. Boom, look at that. We're back. What did I say? I saw there's a punk band I saw called Bad Religion. And when it was time for the encore, they wouldn't leave the stage. You know, I used to hate that. You know, they're coming back to play a few songs. They just want people to cheer and build up momentum. So all that they would do, they'd say, okay, everybody, good night. We're, we're done. We're Bad Religion. Thanks for coming out. And then uh, they would turn the they would turn the lights off. And then turn them right back on. They're like, hey, we're back. And they, they would never even put their instruments down or anything. They're like, okay, this is the encore portion. Thank you guys for sticking around. <laughs> so it was kind of nice. Saved me time. Saved everybody some time. But the song this week is one that I'm playing because, yes, I like this song. But my kids really like this song and they ask to hear it. So because I get to share some of my music that they like and it's not whatever they listen to. They are 11 and 12. So whatever 11 and 12 years olds listen to. Uh, But this is Carry Me Away by C.J. Ramon. So C.J. Ramon is the second bass player and last bass player of the punk band, the seminal punk band, the Ramones, uh, world famous Ramones. Uh, So many songs of theirs I could pick and play, but but my kids love this song. So uh, go to YouTube, type in Dapper Dividends playlist, and you will find... All the songs I picked there, uh, a couple of them I did have to take out because it said this this is no longer available in your country, and I don't remember what song it was. So who cares? You won't know. We're gonna I'm gonna end up having hundreds of songs on there. So um, there's something for everyone on there. It's a <clears throat> it's a musical smorgasbord. So 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 I'm still so in the so. 
I'm working on it. Believe me, it's, this is not as easy as it sounds when you're trying to fill space and constantly talk. But as I said, I believe it's making me a better speaker because I'm doing this as if it was live and on the air. I will not edit this because I want to save some time. I spend enough time blabbering on to all y'all, all y'all. You're going to all be saying all y'all. That's from the South. I remember people I was in the Navy with would say all y'all. I'm trying not to say so as much. Apparently that's a habit of mine when I listen back. I, I, it makes me ill how many times I'm like, my God, I said it again and again. I just said it again. That's five times in the last 40 seconds I've said so. So <laughs> we're going to get out of here. We, me, I is me and me is he. I'm going to get out of here. Check out CJ Ramones, Carry Me Away. I wish I could play it. I can't. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to come up with a new little outro tagline, but I, I really do like the one that I like to say that everyone you meet has something to teach you, but it's up to you to figure out what that is. So mull on that, chew the fat, think it over, sleep on it, and I will talk to all y'all on Friday.